Greetings from Covenant Community of LJ, Georgia. We want to thank you for taking the time to listen to these messages God has provided to our fellowship from His Word. May He bless you richly as you seek Him. We'd like to invite you to be with us in person someday soon. And for information on that, visit us at covenantcommunitylj.com. And now, let's open up God's Word.
baptism doesn't wash away your sins with water. The blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. The blood of Jesus Christ reverses the curse. The blood of Jesus Christ, through faith in him and his life given for us, we are Christians, children of God, through faith in him. And his spirit comes into us. And like we studied in Sunday school, gives us a new nature, a metamorphosis, a transformation. Not just a code, not just trying to do better, a transformation. Amen? But God's problem all through history is that people keep drifting away. They keep going away. So Psalm 78. Now the reason I'm preaching this, I looked at Deuteronomy 1 through 4. I looked at Deuteronomy 30 through 33. I looked at Psalm 105 and Psalm 106. I looked at Stephen's sermon in Acts 7. All of these are summaries of God's great work. But I've chosen Psalm 78 because it gives a little more concise uh, summary of the history. You can say, well, why are we doing that? Because not next week, but next week I will continue here. The week after, Phil Joel will be here. And then that second Sunday in October, Eric is going to introduce us to the book of Joshua. The book about victorious Christian living. The book about the blessed life. The book about the choice that you have to walk with God by faith and experience the incredible or the choice that you have to say, oh, I'm so scared. I'm going to hide from the home. There's nothing to be anymore. You know, you can have a life with God where the incredible happens, or you can have a life that God's not much interested in where you're lukewarm, sitting around, Good, not good for the devil, not good for God. We don't want that, right? We want to be people living the fullness of the Christian life, experiencing all God has for us. And you're going to enjoy the book of Joshua. So read the book of Joshua, and we'll be digging treasure out of there. Psalm 78. Listen. Now, I've got written just above this. Learn from history, or you are doomed to repeat. Learn from history. Learn what's happened in the past, or we'll do the same thing. People are people since Adam, all the way to the end. So uh, Asaph, who was the great leader of the musicians for King David, Asaph wrote this song by the Holy Spirit uh, near the end of David's life, and he says, Listen, oh my people, to my instruction. This is not a casual instruction, this is a demand. Pay attention. I love you. I care for you. Listen, oh my people. To my instruction. You know, in Revelation chapter 2, uh, it says there, it, it says, Hear what the Holy Spirit says to the churches. Jesus over and over says, If you have ears to hear, let them hear. If you have ears to hear, let them hear. Listen, listen, listen. Because it's possible for something to go into your head, but not to touch your heart. Listen to my people, to my instruction. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. In other words, focus. Skip the distractions. Focus here. I will open my mouth in a parable. Uh, parables are teaching stories. I'm going to open my mouth and tell you a story about the past that helps you in the present. And, and listen to this sermon today. Listen to this word of the Holy Spirit to your heart today for the situation uh, that, that you're in. And he sort of say, I will utter dark sayings of old. Uh, the, the valued sayings from the past. The things that stay true. On down to history. He says, I'll talk to you about the past so you can learn something from the present. Verse 3, which we have heard and known, and our fathers.
Tell your children, tell the generation to come the praises of the Lord and His strength and His wondrous works that He has done. For He established a testimony in Jacob. God reached down into Jacob's life. God reached down and touched Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And He established uh, a testimony there. Jacob, his name was Supplanter, the one who tries to take other people's stuff, and that's the way he lived. But God changed him, and he became Israel. God gave him a new name, the one who wrestles with God and succeeds. He, he valued the things of God, and he pursued the things of God, and we see the outcome of his life, and God even gives him a new name. He appointed a law in Israel, uh, which he commanded our fathers that they should teach them to their children. You get the theme here. Teach to your children. How many have children? How many have grandchildren? How many people you here have mothers? I just want to be sure because okay. all children have mothers. Okay. Whether they're here or there, you have mothers. Okay. They should teach them to their children. Verse 6 that the generation of come might know, even the children yet to be born, that they may arrive and tell them to their children. In other words, God says the world's going to be around for a while. Keep telling the good news about what I've done. Keep telling the story. I don't have to do the Red Sea every 40 years. I did the Red Sea. I did the Red Sea. Do you believe you did? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or is that just a happy little story? No. Just because the archaeologists say it didn't happen, does that mean it didn't happen? No. no. Archaeologists are liars. If they deny what God said happened, it happened. They went across the Red Sea. My Sunday school teacher, unfortunately, in high school, was a liberal. And he said it wasn't the Red Sea, Steve. It was the Red Sea. And the reeds were growing there, and they were shallow enough that when a million and a half people went across it, it dried up, and that's why they said it dried I said, oh, sir, how awesome, what a girl. He looked at me. He was also my math teacher in high school, so I was a bit afraid because I was not good at math. Uh, but I said, so you mean God drowned Pharaoh's army in four inches of water? I am amazed. I said, that is a miracle there ever was. Well, he, well, he was wanting to hear. But he didn't want to believe in the power that God has exhibited throughout the years. So he said, tell the generations, verse 7, that they should put their confidence in God. Why? Why should you tell this verse? So you put your confidence in God. Let me ask you that. Is your confidence in God shaken? Have you got plan B and plan C? Just in case God doesn't hurry up and make it in the 10 minutes that you gave it. <laughs> Don't forget the work of God. The work, works of God. But keep his commandments. Not be like their father. Listen, you know, if we will tell the story, if you believe that the Red Sea happened, if you believe that God did the ten plagues in Egypt, if you believe that he did that, you should be amazed. There is no other God to do things like that. You know, they try to explain and they say the, the river turned to blood. That's just figuratively turned to blood. They, they had red blood back then and it would do that. No, no, it turned to blood. That's what it says it did. It turned to blood. You don't have to try to explain stuff. If God is God, he's big enough to do that. He made everything. If he says he multiplied frogs, he multiplied frogs. Everywhere they went, squish, squish, chirp, chirp. You know, I mean, they went to get a drink of water. They climb in there. I mean, there's no peace. Frogs everywhere. And then Pharaoh said, get rid of those frogs. Moses said, fine. Today, the frogs are gone. They 
to let God get my ear. We should thank God that we have God like that. We should be excited telling our kids those stories. This could happen. Our God can do this. In your situation, if he hasn't done anything, doesn't mean he can't. If he hasn't done anything, doesn't mean he won't. God is God and not other. Now, stay with me here. If you haven't got this in your heart, I've said this many times, but if you haven't got this in your heart, God's will is what I would choose if I had all the facts. God's will is what I would choose if I had all the facts. I don't. He does. And I trust him. Isn't that good? If you will cement that down in your heart, then whatever situation you're in, you say, I don't understand. I don't have to. God's in charge. I gave myself to him. It, it takes 40 days to start to death. And if I start to death, then it'll be 40 days of fasting, then I go to God should be free, right? And I'll be trusting him the whole way. I'll be singing his praises with my last prayer. Well, I tell you what, God has a kid like that. He's going to leave him on earth. You know, I was telling you in Sunday school, a mama giraffe, when she has a baby, that baby drops out 10 feet to the ground. And then the mama starts kicking it. Why does she do that? Get up, baby. Why does it need to get up? She's so impatient. She ought to give it some time. No, the lions are coming. Hyenas are coming. Get up, baby. Get up, baby. In two hours, that baby giraffe can run with the the
prepare our hearts to say it is normal for people to grumble and gripe and complain and doubt God. That's normal. If you get your eyes on your God. But if you'll fix your eyes on God, remember the stories of what's happened. Remember what he did for Noah. Remember what he did for Abraham. Remember what he did for Isaac. Remember what he did for Jacob and say, well, they weren't really particularly good guys. Oh, God is merciful. He loves to work with people. But I can't trust him. Say that with me. I can't trust him. He is almighty God and he loves us and he has good plans in our life. We can trust him. Look at verse 9. He says, the sons of Ephraim, and at that time, now Ephraim is the tribe that Joshua was from. Ephraim was the tribe that the first king of the ten tribes, the Bimelech, was from. Ephraim was where Shiloh was, where the tabernacle was at that time, where the center of worship for God. Who told them to build the tabernacle? Somebody else. It's not a true God said, build a tabernacle because I want to live among you. I love you. I want to be with you. The tabernacle was at Shiloh. Ephraim was there. They were a strong tribe. They were the tribe of Joshua. But here came battles. And we'll explain to you why they did this. The sons of Ephraim, or Israel, the ten tribes there. They were archers equipped with bows. In other words, they had their bows. They had their arrows. They were skillful warriors. But they turned back in the day of battle. The Philistines in that particular battle defeated them. And they did not keep the covenant of God. When you walk in sin, that weakens you. They refused to walk in his law. They forgot his deeds and his miracles that he had shown them. If you listen, listen, are you still with me?
get everything that you want. Does that make sense? They carried the ark into battle, but they were a people who God had departed from. As, as uh, Hophir Phinehas' wife died in childbirth, hearing that Israel had been defeated by the Philistines, that the ten tribes had turned and run away from God, they'd been defeated. The ark was taken into captivity. She said, the glory has departed. Oh, I tell you what, when you experience God leaving from your life, you experience God moving away from you, and you feel like you're all alone in the dark, you feel like you're all alone facing everything, what a terrible feeling that is. God longs to be close to us, longs to be in a relationship with us. He lays out before us the stories of what happened in the past so that we'll know how he thinks and how he acts. The, the sons of Ephraim, verse 11, they were archers. They were ready for battle. They could win, but they turned their back, and they didn't keep covenant with God. They forgot, verse 11, his deeds, his miracles that he'd shown them, and brought wonder uh, before their fathers in the land of Egypt, in the fields of Zoan, right there, in where, where they lived, uh, in, in Egypt, the church of Israel, uh, where they were in bondage. God had done miracles there. He divided the Red Sea, caused them to pass through. He made the water stand up like a heap. And he led them with the cloud by day and with the, at night with a light of fire. He split rocks in the wilderness and gave them abundant drink like ocean death. <laughs> now you say, oh, I'm all that. I'm all that. I'm all that. Where is God leading you right now? Years I spent vanishing time, carrying on. My Lord was crucified, knowing not that it was for me he died on Calvary. By God's grace, at last my sin I heard. Then I trembled at the law that I spurned, and my guilty sore soul and glory turned to Calvary. Mercy, there was great, and grace was free. Pardon, there was multiplied to me. There my burdened soul found liberty at Calvary. Isn't that a wonderful song? Oh, the love. Salvation's plan. Oh, God's wonderful grace that brought it down to man. Oh, the mighty gulf separation that God did span at Calvary. Mercy there was great, and grace was free. Pardon there was, multiplied to me. And there my broken soul, way down, found liberty at Calvary. You know, the children of Israel, they heard the story, yeah, 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 through the Red Sea, yeah, Calvary. They didn't understand what God had done. Can you imagine a million and a half people, slaves, led by God to the edge of the Red Sea, put in an impossible situation by God? And what did they do? Sheep falling after. It was a big hole through the Red Sea, and God blew, and they went through on 
sea engulfed with their enemies. What a mighty God we serve. Amen? Amen. So he brought them to his holy land, to his hill country, which is right in the game. He also drove out the nations before him, and he portioned to them an inheritance by measurement. Made the tribes of Israel one of their kings. Yet they tended to rebel against the most high God. They didn't keep his testimonies. Turned back and acted treacherously like their fathers. They turned aside like a treacherous foe. They provoked it with their high places. Or, in other words, false places of worship. Aroused to jealousy with great enemies. When God heard, he was filled with wrath and greatly abhorred Israel. These are his people that he's chosen. His people that he's done miracles for. for. His people that he's loved with a special love. His people that he's made wonderful promises to. And they have turned back on him continually, continually, continually. Insulting him, turning out to false gods. Offering their children to demons. Doing terrible things. Verse 60, so he abandoned his dwelling place at Shiloh, the tent which he pitched among men, and gave up his strength to captivity, and his glory to the hand of the enemy. He delivered his people to the sword, and he was filled with wrath in his inheritance. Fire devoured the young man, and his virgins had no wedding song. His priests fell by the swords, and his widows could not weep. You say, wow, I can hear you get inspired.
God's body in hell. You're going to heaven when you die. And come to that while you're here, doing your own thing. No, it's about getting back in relationship with God. Letting Jesus Christ send his Holy Spirit into your life. Help you to live by his word. Learn the miracles that he's done. Talk about it in your home. Say, you got to come well, I don't know if I can get the door open. Well, God provided for 40 years for the children of Israel in the wilderness. Rivers of water, man every day. Can he provide for you? Yes. Can he provide for you? Yes. Can he heal you? Yes. Can he open the door for you? Yes. Can he shut the door you wish he would open for you? Yes. Will you trust him? Yes. That's really the bottom line today. Will you trust him? God wants you to trust him. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. But the one who comes to him must believe that he is, and he rewards those who diligently seek him. Say diligently seek him. Diligently seek him. You know, you girls, if there's some guy, somebody says, well, I think so-and-so likes you.
We want to thank you one more time for taking the time to listen to these messages that God's provided our fellowship. We believe he's doing something special among us and would love for you to be a part of it. We hope that you'll take the time to come and visit us in person someday soon. And we invite you to visit our website, covenantcommunitylj.com. There you'll find information on how to contact us if you have a prayer request or if there's a specific way we can minister to you and your family. Until then, God bless you.